Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Wrestling Place Wesley Chapel. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at our gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. Today's word that um, the Spirit of the Lord brought upon me. Let me tell you something. I had issues, okay, preparing for this. I was like all nervous. And every time, because I haven't been here for two years, you know, I'm just like, what what you want me to speak, Lord? What what do you want me to say? As a matter of fact, if Pastor Pastor asked me um, to give a word, it was on one of our meetings on a Wednesday, and I go to Jesus Lab. I started going to Jesus Lab because I wanted to know. Well, I didn't want to. Well, I did want to know, but I was like, why do I go to Jesus Lab, Lord? Lord, I am. And then he's like, go to Jesus Lab. I'm going to provide for you to go to Jesus Lab. You're going to Jesus Lab, and I know that I'm experiencing much healing in Jesus Lab. It's not only a supernatural school of you're going to learn the Bible, whatever, but you're going to learn identity. You're going you're gonna to be healed. You're going to see a different side of Jesus, a more playful, colorful side of Jesus and your identity, right? So the Lord really had to tell me that Tuesday before you asked me, Pastor, because I've been asked several times to give a word, and I was like, I don't need to preach. I don't need to give a word. I could stay hidden in the treasure box of the Lord Jesus and come on a surprise and be a blessing. But um, the Lord gave me a word that Tuesday and said, there's a word in your mouth you need to give it. And then the next day, Pastor asked me. So what am I saying is that God is calling out. And this is the season that God is calling out his people. And that if you think that you're hidden treasure and that you could hide from all he has for you, you're truly mistaken because this is the season where he's going to call you out. This is the season where you're going to have to say, I can do all things to Jesus Christ who strengthens me. So this is the theme of the, of the sermon. I can do all things. And for me, I can do all things means the fullness of joy in the revelation of our life in Christ. I can do all things. So what happened when we hear that scripture when we go to Philippians 4.13, that I believe that has been a life verse for every believer, okay? It's like, it's like a monument. That verse, that scripture is like a monument. You could see it in little frames in Family Dollar. You could go to Walmart and find a mirror with it fogged, and you could see, I can do all things who Jesus Christ strengthens me. But do we know the depths of that scripture? Do we understand the fullness of what God is really speaking? Because it becomes like a trend. Jesus is becoming a trend. But I'm going to tell you something. The word of God is not a trend. For me, Jesus has been trending from the beginning. Or God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm going to include our trinity, okay? Because they begin from the first to the end, to the middle, and to the end. They, you think Yeezy thought that he brought Jesus back? He's truly mistaken. He's always been there. Nobody could trend Jesus. The Bible has been in the top one seller's list forever, okay? Even before there was books of books of books of books. That he's, he's trending. But I feel like people say, you know, it's like a repetition and we take it in vain and we don't know the depths of it. So it's not, a, it's not a trend, it's a standard, and it's a declaration. It's a lifestyle. 
I can do all things. I wanted that this week, as I'm, I'm, I'm speaking this word, I wanted through the, this whole week, I want you to say, I can do all. Look, look at your neighbor. Say, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. But I don't want it to be a vain repetition. God doesn't want it to be a vain repetition. He wants it to be your stance. He wants it to be your lifestyle. He wants it, look, I, I, in my notes I put, it's part of our lifestyle and ingrained thought or stance. Is that ingrained in you? Is that your lifestyle? You don't have to thrive. I'm just telling you, I'm, and, and this is, I'm making clear because I know how resting places. I'm not telling you to thrive to get to a place. I'm telling you right now to enter into a different place of intimacy where you will really know where the scripture comes from, the depths of it. That we are the light of the world and that we are to stand in the word of God and understand this depth. So I'm going to read the English Standard Version. I'm, look, let me tell you something. I had a library, okay? And you're going to see that I go on rabbit trails, but they leave somewhere, okay? <laughs> so I have, like, my study books and everything, but I don't have them. They're all in storage, and we couldn't get them. So I am doing, I'm coming to the word. I, I usually don't even um, preach from the English Standard Version, but being in this house, I've learned how to, and I really like it. So being in this house, that's like the fave of resting place or something. But let's read the word of God. This is Paul speaking. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And this is our, the famous verse that everybody knows, even non-believers. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So this word is powerful, and we can leave it up there. Amen, for we could see it the whole time while I'm speaking. But who is the, the author of this beautiful letter to the Philippians? Is Paul. So if we go back and we see the life of Paul, and I'm going to tell you something. I know that we're believers. Many of you guys read the word. But sometimes we have to go back and we have to read what was going on in Paul's life and what brought him to this place. The book of Philippians, um, or the letter of Philippians, was a joy letter. Many theologians and people, they say, is a joy letter. Because if you read this book, all it talks about, I rejoice and I joy in and I joy and joy and joy and joy. Right? So he's writing with the church that gave him less but partner with him. Partnered in his ministry. But if we look at Paul, Paul is talking as an apostle that's in house arrest. And he's writing this letter to his people that he loves and he's concerned with. And he loves and rejoices in their partnership with him, but he also knows the power of the gospel of Christ. While he's in jail and he's He's locked up in the four walls. 
it's so powerful to know that this man that's locked up in the four walls of a jail cell can be such an open letter that he has so much influence from a room, from a jail. He did it. He wasn't going out. He didn't have a mic. And he wasn't doing, right at that moment when he's writing this, he wasn't on top of a mountain, but he was behind and he was locked up and he was bound to a guard, to a Roman guard, right? So what am I telling you is this? Is that your influence and the power given through Christ Jesus, it out, it, it, it's brighter than any walls that could surround you, any prison that could try to hold you back, you are power. When we receive Christ in our life, we end up being so much power that no prison walls can contain the power that's inside of us. There are situations in our life just like Paul. This is why I say I can do all things because even if they tried to put him in a jail, they couldn't contain the power that was with him. So whatever, whatever time or places that you are encountering, I'm going to tell you, if you recognize the joy of salvation, if you recognize your stance, not as your former person, but as the person that God had created you through his power, there's nothing that could stop you. There's nothing that cannot connect you to your heavenly power. He knew the, he knew the call of heaven. Why? Because if we go back to the, to the book of Acts, we see that he had a radical encounter. So let's see. What other characteristics? I was like, okay, who's this man? Studying him is amazing. Like, you go to different places, like, it's powerful. So, what do we see? He's the author. He's talking to Apostle Paul while house arrest. But before Christ, who was Paul? Before Christ, he was a Pharisee. Before Christ, he was a prosecutor of believers and a murderer. You know how he acted? He walked an act in anger, threats, rage, and he was a murderer. He participated in the stoning of Stephen in Acts chapter 7, if you read 7 and 8. He, then he was so passionate in the before Christ, right? He obtained authorization from the high priest to imprison those who believe in Jesus. But what happened? He had a radical encounter with Father. Ha. Uh, could you imagine what God was thinking while he was murdering his people? What, do you imagine, can you imagine that the Lord and God and powerful father that we have can be in midst of a murderer? Could watch this man murder his children and be so radical that he says, I'm going to the priest and I'm getting authorization because I'm going to pull them out through the air and I'm going to imprison them and I'm going to shut their mouth. But Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, whatever, however you guys want to say it, was in his story. Was in his story. So sometimes, right, we think that God is not in our story. We get imprisoned not because we don't get imprisoned because we, we, the, Christ doesn't live in us, and he doesn't want to operate in us in that power. We get imprisoned with our own thoughts because we partner. Instead of with the glory and the power of God, we get imprisoned with our own thoughts, and we don't understand the power that we have within us. But guess what? 
is so awesome. The Father loves us so much that he had an encounter. That man before Christ, the prosecutor of the believers, the murderer, the one that walked with anger, threats, rage, that was like, he was like, he was balling. He was seated in high places in the darkness. Come on, I'm going to have influence. I'm going to shut this thing down. Yeah, you think you could shut that thing down, but you haven't encountered the Savior. You haven't encountered the Redeemer. Until one time, God slapped him off that horse. He went blind. God had to take away everything he's seen because he, I think that if the Lord didn't do that, he would probably not listen. Because, you know, he was, he was doing everything in his own strength. He was working for the other team. But God saw his, God saw the calling and he received the calling of heaven. He saw the calling of heaven. <laughs> so what happened when Paul had this encounter? And you could look, you read the book of Acts 7, 8, 9, all of this. This conversion is amazing. Whew. What happened to Paul? Paul's standards change. His stance changed. We see when he's writing this letter to, to these people, a man that he changed lanes. He changed the lanes and he said, no, 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 no. Now he walks in joy. Now he could be the prosecuted. Now he's the one that's imprisoned. Now he's the one that's beaten, but not even imprisonment could hold him back. Because what he does is when he's imprisoned, he starts worshiping and praising God and the prison doors are open and the people start converting. There's a power that's coming out of him that even if they try to chain him up and even if they try to keep him away from the people, revival is still happening. Nothing could hold him back. He is an open letter inside and outside. His name is known not because he has a mic. His name is known because he had intimacy and encounter with God. And that's the same God that's living in the inside of you. That's the same God that's bubbling up on the inside of you. You are an open letter. You are an open letter that other people could see and hear. And don't believe and partner with the lie that you don't walk in, in, that, <laughs> that you don't walk in that power. So what do we see? <sighs> We see the full revelation of his encounter. And we see that even when he's out of jail, he's in missionary trips, and he's leading the church with letters. Sometimes, right, we see that we have, now we're in the digital um, age, where, you know, people are in and out of social media. They get fed whatever is fed to them, actually. We don't even know sometimes what's feeding us. but. Paul has influence with just letters. Now the same man that hated, the same man that stood in a stance of annihilation to the God's people and everything that represented God, he took an authority and he shifted from darkness to light. And as he's shifting to darkness and light, he's talking to the to Philippines, right? He's talking and telling them, thank you. I am so joyful that you have partnered with me and you're giving with me. And I understood that for a time, you have very little, but what you have, you're giving it to me. But don't worry because I have known how to be low 
in a in other in a in other scriptures in other translation it says I know how to be humble. That word there, I need I know how to be humbled. So he knew how to be humble and he knew how to abound much. But he knew how to be prosecuted. So he switched the roles and he's saying, and um, let me get the let me get the scriptures here. So he goes, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern to me. You were need, indeed, concern for me, but you didn't have the opportunity. So what's he saying? So he, they have now the opportunity to bless him and partner with him again, and he's so joyful. He's given a word. And could I tell you something? Paul wasn't concerned on what he was going through through ministry. He was just preaching the pure gospel. He was exalting Jesus. It wasn't about him being in jail. Oh, I, oh, it's me. I'm in jail. Oh, they're, they're, they're prosecuting me. Oh, they're after me. No, no, he was preaching Jesus. It wasn't about what he was going through or every situation. He wasn't having a pity party. He said, I can do all things. Sometimes we have to erase the pity party. I'm going to tell you something. Jessica Gonzalez has had pity parties. But I'm going to tell you something. I, the Lord has told me, uh-uh, this is not time for a pity party. This is a time for power party. How are you going to connect with me? How are you going to transform? Because you have the power to be an atmosphere changer. You have the power to speak life in dead places. It's not time to have a pity party. It's time to have a power party. It's time to walk in the authority of the word of God that is living inside of you. You can't. You are not of those who shrink back. I'm not those who shrink back. I'm not, I'm not a weakling. The word says that we are, we are weak, but he is strong inside of us. So that means that strength comes from him. If we're doing it in our own strength, right, then, you know, you'd be like, oh, I can do all things with Jesus Christ who strengthens me. Oh. And it's about a pity party. But there's two different stances. And there's two different lifestyles. You could be like, oh, yeah. How you doing, ma'am? How you doing, sister? How you doing, brother? Oh, I could do all things with Jesus Christ who strengthens me. But it's a pity party. And you're seated, defeated, not walking in the fullness you know, but then there is that that part of you or uh, someone else going through something, and you say, "How you doing?" I said, and then they say, "I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthened me." But they're walking in the authority given to them. They know the mantle they carry. They know what God has established inside of them. And you know, I say like, "There's that Eeyore. Ooh. but come out of our your ear or. We have, we have seasons that we mourn. We have seasons that we cry. You know what? Crying is for a season, but joy comes in the morning. You don't stay there. We don't stay defeated. We don't sit down defeated. We are seated. We are kazitsued. We are seated in high places. That's what Jesus did through the cross, and that's what Paul is trying to relate. You know what? I know you have my back, people, but I, I'm so joyful because even though they want to lock me up, I walk in the joy. And guess what? I know that I want to be with the Father. I'd rather be dead and be with the Father. I'm paraphrasing. Don't get offended. Oh, I, I could walk with the Father. And I, wanna, and I know that I've been in the fullness with him in his presence. But I see the benefit of being on earth because the kingdom of God is expanding. I see it. 
I see where my feet, where everything I step in, where everything I go, that even though they, they're chasing me, even though they want to murder me, they can't because the power of God is real inside of me. The resurrecting power of Jesus is inside of me. And who could shut it up? Who could shut it up? I can do all things who Jesus Christ will strengthens me. I can do all things. Hallelujah. He goes, and then verse 11 says, not that I am spending, I'm speaking of being in need. I have learned that whenever situation I am, I'm content. If you look up that word content in the regular dictionary, it says, if you're content, you're in the state of peaceful happiness. To be content is to be in a state of peaceful happiness. You'd be like, Pastor Jessica, what you talking about? I don't feel no peace. I don't feel no happiness. Well, you know, you better find us the joy of your salvation. You better stand up. Get to, look, let me tell you, the other day I did a live. I don't do lives a lot or nothing, but I did a live and, and I had to go drive to San Pete, you know. I thought I had to drive to somewhere where there was going to be a tornado storm, hurricane or whatever. And I was like, Jesus, hallelujah. I'm going to have to put my cowgirl boots on and ride this horse through. Hallelujah. I felt like I was in a, in, in a Western movie and I had to, like, go to the next realm or something in the physical. And I was like, Jesus, you need to come and rescue me. Huh. But I'm going to tell you something. I was willing to go through it. I was like, I'm going to have peaceful, peaceful happiness in the storm. I'm going to ride this storm. You know, we are professional storm riders. We either ride them and we surf on it or we tell it to calm down and, and, and get deep behind us. Jesus stepped in the waters in the storms. Everything got calm. Or there were some storms that were to throw people out like Jonah for he could walk in his destiny. So sometimes the storm is because you need to be boom shot out of the boat so you can walk in your destiny because we become hard-headed for real we're believers but we become hard-headed what is God calling you to do we may not be Paul you know they're not after us trying to cut our head off at least not physically I believe in the physical in the spiritual yeah they want to take God's God's name or Jesus name out of everything they want to silence us our worship our prayer they want to take the word out, change the word out, add, take away, so that people could walk in deception. The world operates this way. But guess what? We can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthen us. We know the benefit of being alive, and we know the benefit of being dead. And either or, we understand that we are going to be in his presence, and nothing can take us away from his power. So you could try to kill me, but I'm going to live forever. I don't live bound up to your to the world's standards or time i'm an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven so there's certain things there's even certain laws that doesn't apply to me because i walk in supernatural power of god living on in the inside of me and this is what paul had this is what all the apostles had when they could heal the sick when they could put their hand in someone's eyes and they'll be instead of being blind they could see 
when people be del are delivered, not just because you're putting your hand and saying, I rebuke in the name of Jesus, but because the stance of and the culture of heaven is in the inside of you. And when you speak, they're delivered. You ever like connected with people? They'd be like, I want what you have. That's the kingdom of heaven manifesting around them. And they're hungry and they want of the God of inside of you. Paul was in prison. He was traveling. He was a missionary. He was writing letters on the road. But I want to I want to focus on when he was in prison that he was writing letters and still the glory and the anointing was pouring out so much that there was revival. That you could prosecute me, you could come against me, but who could come against me if I had my father, my Jesus, my God? This is the season of saying, I can do all things with Jesus Christ who strengthens me. But know the heavy, the weight of that glory that you stand in. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it says, it says right here, the last page, I can do all things with Jesus. Look, um, there's like, I love this um, part, verse 12. It says, I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in every in every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger and abundance. He has learned the secret. Guess what? The secret is not a secret to those who are in, in Christ Jesus. So when you see that word secret right there in the English Standard Version, it's not a secret, secret that hasn't been revealed inside of you. The full revelation of Jesus is living on the inside of you. It's not hidden. It's in there. It says in the Passion Translation, it says, um, let me see. The first... Is in the in the passion um in the passion translation is actually they combined the verses twelve and thirteen but I separated them and I just put the second thirteen and I find that that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. I'm gonna read that again because probably my Spanglish just went in there and messed you guys up, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's another surprise you'll get. I'm very Spanglish. Hallelujah. Um, so in the Passion Translation, Philippines 4, 13, and I find that the strength of Christ, Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. The footnotes of that 13D for the Passion Translation says to master all things. So Paul is saying I have mastered I have mastered being the low in the high. I have mastered, I have mastered to conquer every difficulty because the explosive power, God's explosive power is infused. Could you imagine? You know, like, okay, um, I have an issue with, um, with fruit water, infused water. Because I say, why don't you just eat the fruit instead of, like, putting it in water? and get in the nutrients, just eat the fruit. But I understand, I understand now, if I look at it through Jesus' eyes, I am infused with God's power. Ooh, infused is like you become one. And Paul, in, the, in this book, he's, he's talking about unity, 
because two sisters were having issues in the other chapter before. If you read, he's talking about unity. He's talking about being joyful. He's talking about dying and living and being in Christ. He's talking about all of this, and he's just, he has a gratitude, an attitude of gratitude, what Pastor was speaking last week. This man have an attitude of gratitude in his prosecution, prosecution being chased down, being in prison. He's like, you know, like, like a special agent. But he's infused with the power of God. Why do I bring this? I said, I, I was like, come on, be your chant this week. I can do all things. Let it be your chant when you go inside the car. I can do all things. Let it be your chant when you receive the, the bad news. Or you get disappointed because things are not working the way that you want it. That it won't be just a monument, a little thing, a family daughter that you hang on your door. But that it could be your being, your lifestyle, and who you are, your stance, the declaration of, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. No power from hell could defeat my father. His name is above all names. We are seated in high places. I am above and not beneath. I am the head and I am not the tail. I am seated in high places. You, you, every person here that has received Jesus as Savior is an open letter. And the power of God is infused in you. And if you decide that you're going to take the bad news and be a letter for the world to see, you, this is the, where this word came from, too. I was talking to my cousin because we've just had crazy things happen in our lives. We lived in the hood, and God took us out of the hood, and we thought everything's going to be beautiful and wonderful. We have Jesus. We, don't, we, don't, our, we have gangster, gangster family that's willing to fight people, right? We have drug dealers in our family. We, we conquered all that. So we thought everything was going to be, oh, a little white picket fence with a little house with the BMW in the driveway. That sounds really good. And if you're blessed like that, amen. I want, you know, I'm getting that. Come on. That, there's nothing wrong with that. But when life doesn't hit how you want it to hit, and the enemy tries to take away the authority and tries it, try to lie on God, I could, I could tell you one thing. I could tell you one thing. I may not have a BMW in my driveway. I may not have a mansion. I may not have a lot of physical things, but I know where I walk. Where I, walk. I know who I represent. And my fruit is good. My fruit is good, and I can say I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. My father was a heroin addict. And he wasn't able to give me the, the parenting skills that I needed. My mom was an alcoholic. She's still an alcoholic and couldn't give me everything that I needed and wanted. But when I had my encounter with Jesus, there was a transforming power that the hood couldn't keep me. That being a gangster couldn't keep me. That being a drug addict couldn't keep me because I was truly transformed by the power of Jesus. And I acknowledge his power. <laughs> and you know, there's some residue that wants, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a Holy Ghost gangster. 
don't mess with me. Because the Jesus in me is going to defend me. He's had my back since the beginning. And see, we could see in Paul's life that his before Jesus, God was there. And I'm telling you that before your, before your Jesus in your life, he was there. He marked you from the beginning. And he has a plan that is so awesome for you that it may not look like you think it likes, but you're going to rejoice in it. You're going to choose to rejoice in it, like Paul said. The, the secret was the joy of his salvation. The secret was being whole and complete. So let's lift up our hands. And let's celebrate the joy of our salvation. That it don't matter what we're going through. It doesn't matter where we're, our status in the physical because in the supernatural, God is doing something that's so amazing that we can't even explain. That God opens doors that no man could open. He closed doors that no man could close. But let that be your stamps and your culture this week. A reminder of the authority that God has placed in the inside of you. That you are an open letter. You are an open letter before the world. And whatever you're going through is for the world to see that even if you're going through the valley, you are shining. And even though you're in the mountaintop, you're shining. That your stance is victory. That that you are, your name is victory. That you are the most valuable player. That you are a part of of the embassy of the Lord that that those who want of God can eat and participate of what you have there's nothing that can hold you back there's nothing that can hold you back <laughs> I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me he's infused me with his power that even death cannot contain Life cannot have more life than he does. I invite you to the altar. Not for a show. Not for a show, but just for surrender. To the bowing of the King of Kings and the Lords of Lords. And the prayer team is going to come up. And I'm telling you, when you get around other people that are infused with the power of God... For those that know how to declare God's word and his power and his stance. You know what? You're going to light up again. Because some people feel like they're not light up. They feel like they're been. That you've, if you feel like you've been a little bit like. Like. If you feel like you've been a little bit off lately. And you need some, some other people to come into agreement. So that that infusement, infusement power could just be ignited. Come up. We'll come into agreement with you. You just have to come and surrender. Let's stand at our feet. I'm going to ask everybody. I'll I probably be a little bit prophetic. I'll probably start calling people out right now. I don't know. Because I know that there is a power of God. That he wants to operate in this house. With all of us. He wants to touch. He wants to heal. He wants to reveal. 
that revelation power is going to another step i feel that in the spiritual realm right now that god is speaking even like not you coming up you've decided not to come and you stay in the seat well i'm just gonna give you the prophetic word right now the lord is gonna give you a new revelation of his power he's igniting new places where you thought it was dead and you said ah, maybe not now and not anymore we thank you lord we thank you lord we thank you lord i just feel the sweet presence of the father i see in the spirit pastor like in the military they have those bombs and that what are they called elias a grenade, that spiritual grenade's about to set off in this house. I see spiritual grenades. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> the grenades are you guys. <laughs> you guys are the grenades. You guys are the grenades. You guys are the grenades. There's so much power in this room today. <laughs> There's so much power in this room today. You don't even know. You are TNT for the enemy. He had to say, oh, I have to be careful where I step because that grenade. And the Lord said, arise, my people. Arise, my people. Arise, my people. I just hear it in the spirit. Arise, 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 arise. There's power. There's power. There's fire. There's power. In the name of Jesus, his name is above our names. If you feel something in your stomach, I don't know, I'm just getting these visions. I feel some people are feeling a fire in their stomach. That is the igniting, the infusion, the fire of the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you saying, ha ha, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. God has done it, it is done. Hallelujah, enough is enough. I just see oil, new 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 oil. There's gonna be a new baptism. Ha 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 ha. The spirit of the Lord is bubbling up from the inside. That fire, not the fire that burns, not the fire that burns, Lord God, or consumes, but a fire that ignites other fires. I had a vision not so long ago, and I'm going to share it too with everyone who's in this room that I saw that Pastor Eric was giving the word and as he gave the word the fire was coming from his toes it would go from his ankles his knees his waist his chest and out of his mouth and the fire was igniting there's fire in the house 
there's fire in the house. And I know that this is, you've given me permission to speak, pastor. You've given me permission to be me, pastors. So you better get ready for this. The other day, I went to Soaking Glory Night. And the Lord, we have a special people group here. And it's not scary, but it is very powerful. A book was laid in my hands. I had this, I have supernatural experiences like that all the time where I have physical manifestations of glory. And a book, a really strong book was placed in my hands. And the Lord rebuked me and said, not rebuked me in a bad way, said hit the books again because I've been two years in hiatus and I'm not studying the word the way that I should be. But I, there's a word inside of me, so now he's holding me accountable. But the Lord said, the, the reason why God is sending all these people that are prepared and will equip and have history is because people who have worked in witchcraft and in paganism and all that, they're going to come. And the people that he's brought you are well equipped. And they're seasoned saints. And they're older people because they're full of a power and the thing, the, 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 <laughs> The generational stronghold that's been on Wesley Chapel will be broken. And I know we heard it over there. But in Soaking Glory Night, he said, witches and warlocks are going to come. But they're going to they're gonna come to God. They're going to fall in love with Jesus. They're going to be transformed by the power and the glory of the Lord. And God has given you an army. God has given you a physical army. And I know this is strong. This is strong stuff. But it's because God is building up this territory. He has chosen you and Pastor Sarah to build up this territory. And guess what, guys? We get to partner with this glory. Do not be afraid because we represent fire and power. And if you look through the story of Paul and the apostles, they had so much power that when they came, they were instantly delivered. And if they weren't delivered, they turned around and sent the word and that thing will be broken. That is the power that's sitting on the inside of us. We don't have to fear. And I don't say this stuff to be fear. And I don't say this to be scary, but this is what the Lord gave me. This is what the Lord gave me on Friday. I was like knocked out in the glory. I thought that I was stopping to West Shore and soaking glory night just to rest because I was I was cross-sighted for driving so much from St. Pete, but it was God's will for me to stop there and receive that word, even if I'm tired. God is doing a new thing. I'm going to tell you something, and you'll discover many things about me. I was um, part of a, of a prayer team, a board. It was the Puerto Rican parade in Connecticut all over and I was a part of this board where we did prayer tents in our Puerto Rican parades. There was like 60,000 people. Sorry, the kids are here. And while we were praying, there was other tents from other things. I'm not gonna say things out loud. That was happening and there was a group of people in our church and other things were happening in other tents. And so when we encountered, when we started pra praising and worshiping God, the whole tent went flying. The other tent went flying. And the people that were going to that tent, participators that were in that stuff, 
started coming to the prayer tent and getting prayer from us. In front of all those people, their tent was completely annihilated because first of all, we were praying over the ground. The Lord came and with a wind blew that tent away. There was, there was someone in back of our tent praying some other stuff. The only one. And God did it. And then I would say, I didn't even know. I was like innocent. I didn't know who was coming before me. And I was like, I want to bless you and I want to pray for you. And all my people and all us people, believers, we got bold. And we didn't know that we were actually praying for people that participate in that craziness stuff. And I won't say no words. Right? And they were being delivered. They were being changed. That The big guy came. And I was like, how you doing? God bless you. I didn't know he was the big guy until I read the next day of people that are participating in this parade and I said oh shoot God that's so crazy but when you're under the power and the anointing your love and your power breaks the yoke it breaks the yoke God is going to do something spectacular in Wesley Chapel so Father God we just thank you we thank you for what you're going to do in Wesley Chapel we thank you for what you're doing in Florida in Tampa Bay Lord, the Holy Spirit truly rules in Tampa Bay. Lord, it rules, it rules, it rules. And Lord, it's not by our power, it's not by our mind, but it's by your spirit, Lord. And it says where there's two or three gathered in your name, you are in the midst, Father God. So we're gathering every Sunday, Father God, so that you could do whatever you want to do. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Blessing Place Wesley Chapel. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at our gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.